0: Welcome to the Nat Theo Podcast, where we explore nature, the Bible, and what both of them show us about our Creator God, who made this wild and wonderful world. I'm Erin Lynham, Master Naturalist, Bible Teacher, and Author, and I am so excited to explore God's Word and His created world with you. Hi listeners, we are full swing into springtime and I wanna know, what are some of your favorite signs of spring? Is it watching the butterflies flying about or maybe watching birds building their nests and getting ready to lay eggs? Maybe it's flowers poking up from the dirt or buds unfurling on trees. I love springtime. And one of my favorite signs of spring is maybe something that you haven't thought about much. You see, springtime is also when deer and other animals similar to deer shed their antlers. Today, we are going to explore what is an antler? Which animals have antlers? We're going to play a little game to spot imposter antlers. We're going to learn why animals shed or lose their antlers how we can find and collect antlers, and what does all of this have to do with the way we live. First, what exactly is an antler? What do you think they're made out of? Antlers that we see on deer and other animals like them, they are made out of cartilage. Okay, so take your pointer finger and I want you to put it on one side of your nose and gently push Does your nose move a little bit? That's because it's made out of cartilage. Cartilage is strong, but it's also kind of bendy and flexible. And this is what antlers on animals start out as. And then slowly as they grow, that cartilage hardens into bone. So when an animal sheds its antlers, they're actually losing bone. Now that might seem a little strange, but think about it. Have you ever lost a tooth? That means that you also have shed a bone antlers are temporary this means they're only for a time each year an an animal with antlers sheds its antlers and then regrows a new set of antlers when these new antlers are growing they're covered in this fuzzy skin called velvet i actually saw this just the other day we were driving through rocky mountain national park and we passed by a group of bull elk. So these are the male elk. They're really big. And they were just starting to grow their new antlers. And so they're kind of stubby and short, and they're covered with this fuzzy velvet. This velvet is actually skin that carries blood to the antlers so that they can keep growing. You know what's crazy? A moose, which also has antlers, can grow up to a pound of antler a day. That is really fast growth. So it's almost always males or boy animals that grow antlers, and they have antlers for two main reasons to impress the females, and also for fighting for territory and dominance. So when we talk about antlers, we should also talk about horns. Horns on an animal are different than antlers. We talked about how antlers are made of cartilage that turns to bone and how they regrow each year. Horns, on the other hand, are permanent extensions of an animal's skull. It's actually a part of their skull. This means that they are not shed, but they stay with an animal forever. The core of a horn is bone it's made out of bone and it's covered in something called keratin that's actually the same stuff that makes up our fingernails and our toenails so you can see that even the structure and what the horn is made out of is different than an antler to help us learn which animals have antlers and which animals have horns we are going to play a little game called spot the imposter In this game, we are going to search for true antlers, not imposter horns that sometimes can trick us into thinking they're antlers. I'm going to name an animal, and I want you to take a guess as to whether that animal has antlers or horns. Are you ready? Do you think a deer has antlers or horns? If you said antlers, you are correct okay the next animal is a moose a moose has antlers okay our next animal is a big horn sheep you might have noticed there was a little hint in the name of the animal big horn sheep have horns not antlers our next animal is an elk elk have antlers They shed their antlers every year and regrow a new set. Okay, our next animal is a buffalo. Buffalo have horns, not antlers. What about a goat? Goats have horns, not antlers. Okay, one more. This might be a tricky one. Do you think caribou have antlers or horns. Caribou are part of the deer family and they have antlers. When we group animals together in their kinds, we can more easily remember whether they have antlers or horns. So antlered animals are in the deer family, known as cervid, and all of these have antlers. This includes all deer, elk, moose, and caribou caribou are really interesting because they are the only animal in the cervid or deer family where the females also grow antlers. All the other animals in that family, all the deer and elk and moose, it's only the males that grow antlers. Okay, let's look at animals with horns. These are animals in the pronghorn family and the bovid family. So this is going to include antelope, cattle or cows, bison and buffalo, goats, and sheep. All of these animals have horns that stay with them their entire lives. This is a timely conversation today because just yesterday here in Colorado, shed hunting season opened. In some states, in certain seasons, you're allowed to hunt for and collect antlers that animals have shed and left behind. My kids once found a set of bull elk antlers. And if you're watching this episode on YouTube, I'm going to hold them up right now. You can see how massive these antlers are and even where they came off the animal. Now, this doesn't really hurt the animal in most cases. It just dries up and comes off. But you can see how absolutely massive these are, and they're heavy, you guys. These animals are carrying around these massive, heavy structures on their heads for a good part of the year. If you are going to go shed hunting and looking for antlers, make sure you know the rules and regulations where you live. First, is it allowed in your state? Where is it allowed? Sometimes in state public lands, it's not allowed. What season is it allowed in? As I mentioned, our season just opened up yesterday and we're not allowed to collect antlers before that date because there's a really good reason. We don't want to be following and chasing after animals during the winter time. Winter is already a stressful season for them and they're just trying to survive. And so if everyone's out there following them around and waiting for them to drop their antlers, This can add stress and can even kill an animal just trying to survive winter. So you wanna make sure you check your rules and regulations. You can call a local fish and game department and ask them what are the rules for shed hunting in your area? Why do people want antler sheds so badly? They're actually worth a lot of money. People use these as dog chews like dog bones that their dogs chew on and you can buy them in pet stores. The sheds that my kids found are worth somewhere around $600. Isn't that crazy? But my kids actually decided to keep them and display them in our home museum so that others like you can learn from them. I shared with you that antler sheds are one of my favorite signs of spring. And this is because antler sheds are a beautiful picture that God gives us in nature of putting off what is old. Second Corinthians 5 17 says, if anyone belongs to Christ, there is a new creation. The old things have gone. Everything is made new. When we choose to trust Jesus as our savior, when we know that he died for us and was buried and raised to new life so that we can live with him in eternity, we understand that we are made new. But you know, We are still living on this planet that is broken by sin. And sometimes because of that, we struggle with wrong thoughts, attitudes, behaviors, and actions. But just like a deer shedding its antlers, God helps us to shed and put off these old ways. The Bible has a really big word for this. It's sanctification. Can you say that? Sanctification. 1 Corinthians 1.30 says, In Christ, we are put right with God and have been made holy and have been set free from sin. That word sanctification, it means that we are becoming more like Jesus. Now, it's so important that we understand that once we choose to follow Jesus, God sees us as completely forgiven Forever. We are forgiven for all of the sins we have done in the past, everything we're currently struggling with, and anything that we'll do wrong in the future. Nothing can separate us from God's love. But what about the wrong thoughts and attitudes and behaviors and actions that we still struggle with? Even as we're becoming more like Jesus, our sinful ways sometimes creep back into our minds. In our hearts, and our actions, just like antlers regrowing on a deer. Now, we know, of course, that antlers are not sinful, but it serves as a picture and a reminder that sometimes our sin habits regrow and we need to shed them again. And get this, listeners, God helps us with this. He wants to help us shed and put off our old ways and become more like him, and he is so patient and kind in this process. Listen carefully to Colossians chapter 3. Your old sinful self has died, and your new life is kept with Christ in God. Christ is your life, and when he comes again, you will share in his glory. But now also, put these things out of your life. Anger, bad temper, doing or saying things to hurt others, and using evil words when you talk. Do not lie to each other. You have left your old sinful life and things you did before. You have begun to live the new life in which you are being made new and are becoming like the one who made you. That's Jesus Christ. This new life brings you to the true knowledge of God. Did you hear that? You have left your old sinful life and the things you did before. We are shedding those things, listeners, putting them behind us. And you have begun to live the new life in which you are being made new. Listen to the words there. You are being made new. That's God's work in our hearts and in our minds and in our lives. Like a deer shedding its antlers, we can put off bad temper hurtful words or actions or lies and other things that don't please God. The good news is this is not all up to us. Again, God wants to help us put off the old sinful self so that we can live in his abundant and wonderful life. God is working in our minds and in our spirits to line up our thoughts and our desires, what we want. He lines those up with his own thoughts and desires. And we can join him in this work. We can do this by reading his word, the Bible, where we glimpse God's heart for us and how he wants us to live our lives. We can also spend time in prayer, asking for help when we're struggling with sin and thanking him for the work that he is doing in us. And also by spending time with other believers. We can make sure that the closest friends we have are those who love and follow Jesus and want what is best for us. Do you know what happens when antlers are full grown on an animal and they don't need them anymore? The antlers become itchy. Deer begin to rub their antlers on trees to relieve that itch and make the antlers loose so they can fall off. You can even see these antler rubs on trees where they have scraped the bark off the trees in a forest where deer and elk live. The same thing happens with our old sinful ways. As we grow in Jesus and draw near to him, our sin becomes itchy and we want to shed it. It's uncomfortable. Like a deer encouraging their antlers to fall off by rubbing them on the trees, we can encourage our old ways to fall off as we read the Bible, as we spend time in prayer, just having conversations with God, and as we spend time with other believers. And you know what? One day we will no longer have to shed our old ways. When we are with Jesus in eternity, our old ways will be left completely behind and we will live in his newness. Remember, listeners, here on earth, we will struggle with sin and have to regularly put off our old ways. But even here, right now, if we are followers of Jesus, God fully accepts us. He doesn't focus on our sin. We are made right with God. We can draw near to him and nothing can separate us from him. But what does it mean to follow Jesus? It means that we have told him we're sorry for the wrong things that we've done called sin. This could be lies or being mean to a sibling or having a wrong thought, hitting someone, stealing. Every sin separates us from God. But that is why Jesus came to win us back. He took our punishment for sin when he died on the cross. He took our place so that we can be with God. Listen to Romans 10, 9-10. If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. We believe with our hearts, and so we are made right with God. And we declare with our mouths that we believe, and so we are saved. When we declare or say that Jesus is our Lord and we want to follow him, when we believe that he died and rose again for us, we are saved and made right with God. If you've never chosen to follow Jesus, you can do that right now. You can say a simple prayer and just talk to God. Just tell him, God, I'm sorry for the wrong things I've done. I know that they don't please you. God, please forgive me. I know that Jesus came to die to save me and i accept that salvation and i choose to follow you if you have chosen to follow jesus know that you are saved and also that god will help you as you regularly shed your sinful ways he will help you day by day to become more like jesus okay friends remember to check your local rules for shed hunting then get out there and look for some antler sheds whether you see antlers on an animal or laying on the ground May they always remind you that God helps us shed sin, become more like Jesus, and live the abundant life that God has for us. Hey, listeners, a couple of important things. We just reached 1,000 downloads of the Nat Theo podcast. You guys, that's amazing. We've been so encouraged by your comments. And we just want to ask you, will you share this podcast with a friend? Will you send them a link to listen? And will you take a minute to rate and review the podcast on Apple? That helps us so much in getting this podcast to more listeners like you. Secondly, if you haven't already, please tell your parent or caregiver to pick up a copy of my brand new book, Rooted in Wonder, nurturing your family's faith through God's creation so that you can take advantage of all the activities inside of it and start getting outside and seeing God through everything that he has made.